Hi there. Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Berks County's podcast series. I'm your host, Beth Ireland. I'm super excited for the story we're going to tell today because it's another one of those stories that I don't actually know the details of. Um, I have with me Jen Snyder. Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for coming today. Um, I got an email from Jen, I don't know about, I guess, uh, sometime in November, late October, we ran a Facebook contest called the Pretty Pity Contest. Mm-hmm. And we asked people to submit photos of their pretty pities. And Jen submitted a picture of her dog. What's his name? His name's Tobias. Tobias. And she just, I think there was a sentence or two in there about, um, it was just enough to kind of give me a clue that I knew there was a story Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. Um, So let's start at the beginning. Jen, when did you get Tobias? Um, I picked Tobias up the 22nd of September, two years ago. That summer, I had been volunteer walking the pits because I had lost another pit in June wasn't ready to make a choice and thought the best thing I could do was to volunteer and just to help out. Yeah. And in September when I came in and all the dogs came to the, um, the fence, they greet you, they want to be taken for a walk. This poor little guy was sitting in the corner in the back shaking. Oh, how old was he then? He, they guessed him to be about a year. Okay. His name was Bruno at oh. the kennel for those folks that remember Bruno. Um, so I just had to take him out and see how he did outside of the kennel. Um, I took him on the, the path that goes up through the woods. Mm -hmm. He was terrified. He wouldn't go over. There was a log down. He wouldn't go over the log. He just was very tentative about everything. So I actually came back and walked him three more times on different days. I just let him go sit out in the sun, just let him try to relax a little bit because he had that glazed over look of fear in his eyes. Mm -hmm. And just seeing that I was starting to crack that, I said, I think this is the one and I know he's going to be a challenge, but (laughs) this will be my third pit or pit mix that I have adopted and I figured I was up to the challenge. All right. So you adopted then Bruno, now Tobias, and you took him home. Mm -hmm. And how soon did you realize that maybe this was a bigger, (laughs) a bigger situation than what you had even planned on? Well, he had the initial new adoptee situations with an upper respiratory Mm -hmm. infection. He had some parasites and we worked through that like you would with any. But I crate trained my dogs And he was actually eating his way out of the metal crate. He was breaking the wires. I was afraid he was going to injure himself. I tried him in a solid plastic crate with just the metal door. He ate through the plastic to get out. So I knew we had severe anxiety. Separation anxiety is nothing new to me, but... I, I knew there was something going on. What's your home? Do you have a husband, kids, w- any other pets at home? Well, for me, we are living in an apartment, mm-hmm. but we're attached to a farmhouse. Okay. And they have farm animals mm-hmm. and young kids and other dogs there. Okay. So it's not necessarily that he was alone, alone. Like there was right. a kind of stuff going on. There were the things time. going on. But I think he has a great fear of sounds. Mm. So. I have a pit at home, too, that's very um, same way. Still, it's been three years since I adopted her. And if you drop something, I mean, she's she's gone. She's, she's gone. out. She's petrified of it. So right. I, I feel that, definitely. Um, okay, so, uh, so let's start with that. How did you get over this anxiety of him being created? Well, for fear of his own safety, I went to my vet, and that's New Holland Veterinary Hospital. That's down the way I live, and worked with Dr. Gondak, who we talked really long and hard about putting him on meds. Mm -hmm. We thought, let's just do it right now because he's so new and he's so fresh, and let's work on that. 
And that helped him to ease that anxiety up front. So now it's two plus years later, he goes in his crate. He has no trouble. I tell him, time to make the donuts in the morning. <laughs> and he knows that's the sign to go in your crate, get your little Kong ball full of peanut butter. Um, I have him almost off the anxiety meds. That's what I was going to say. Is he still on the meds? Okay. So you dealt with that. Mm-hmm. What else? What other kind of behaviors were you seeing from him? Well, I, I think he might have been what you folks call a basement dog. Mm-hmm. He was, when the, he first saw his first snow, he was terrified. Yeah. When we walk in the leaves rustle in the trees, he was terrified. We this walk, is so my Stella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew early socialization was probably just not there. He was afraid of people. He was afraid of everything. So we just took time. Did you have any other animals at home? At that time, no. no. On the farm, no, they did. How was he with other dogs? He was very timid at first, but he actually warmed up to them faster than he would to humans. Me too. Yes. Oh my gosh, we yes. have the same story. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's great. He will play with other dogs. He's very social that way. Um, approaching humans, he's much better, a little tentative. He looks over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. And if it's okay, and you know, I kind of encourage him, he will go and he will greet. He'll sit and give you a paw and everything. So how long did it take? I, I want to hit on, it's so important that when people rescue an animal, you don't know their background a lot of the times um, when right. they come you, in as strays. You don't know what you're getting. Some people like you have made the commitment and you stick to that and mm-hmm. you're going to make it work. And some people don't. And I wanted you to come in today because to I wanted to encourage those people that are maybe on that cusp of like, I can't do this anymore, um, that it's worth sticking with it. Patience, patience, patience. An example, I live in eastern Lancaster County. I down, I'm down by the farms. There's a lot of gunshots, mm-hmm. especially this time of the year with the hunting. We walk a mile or two a day. So you get a mile away from home and you hear a gunshot. And he turned into a sled dog. (laughs) He's almost 60 pounds of, I want to go home right now. It took me about a year to get him to the point where now when we walk, if he hears a small gun, he's fine. If he hears a loud one, he'll look over his shoulder at me. And if I just keep on strolling like nothing's happening, he is good to go. So it doesn't happen overnight. So the picture that you sent of Tobias for the Pretty Pity contest was one of him um, on a lure course. So how did you get him into lure coursing and also agility? Well, the lure coursing we discovered at one of the Pitbull Palooses mm-hmm. that you folks hosted. Yeah. And he absolutely just loved it. Lure know. coursing, for people who don't know, this is super fun. I had no idea what it was either until we did it at Pitbull Palooza. It is literally, um, they set up kind of four, uh, four sides and it's kind of a wire and they attach a little... It almost looks like a tissue. I think it's like a white plastic bag. These folks actually use white um, grocery bags. Grocery bags, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the and mechanics are. Mm-hmm. It's on a cable and it zips around this course, which is quite big. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a small square. And the dogs chase it. And it is too stinking fun to watch. And I mean, they just go nuts for it. So you brought him to this. He'd never done it before. He'd never done it before. I had never even seen it before. Yeah. They have a prey drive. Mm -hmm. A lot of dogs have that inherent prey drive. And when he saw that white bag going across the (laughs) field, he just had to go and chase it. I introduced myself to the folks that ran the course at your location. Mm -hmm. And I follow them now occasionally so that he can get out and run. And they'll do it on a one acre lot. Mm -hmm. So he just runs. Uh, But as you mentioned too, agility... We got involved with agility to help 
build what I call Team Tobias. <laughs> because with him being so timid and unsure of things, I thought, what can I do to get him involved? He's a pit. He needs a job. Mm-hmm. He's very smart. You can see him processing. So we do it for fun, but we go out and we run agility. He has to learn to wait for me to give hand signals and direct him over the obstacles. And I have to be smart enough to give them to him in time. <laughs> why did you go? Why did you think agility might be a match for him? It makes him think. And he just, he has fun. He, there, there is a um, grove near where I live that has children's playset. And this was prior to going to agility. And we would go over and he would want to climb up the steps and sit on the slide and play <laughs> on the playset. We find picnic tables. He's always jumping up and down, wanting to do things like that. And I thought, how can I interpret this into something where we can do some team building? So I use Oscar's Pet Resort as my boarding kennel when I have to travel for work. And they offer all types of sports and agility. And I thought, well, let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. We've been doing that for a year and a half now. Wow. And so you brought with you today um, Mm -hmm. a picture of Tobias and a whole stack of ribbons. (laughs) Yep. So not only is does he enjoy this, but he's obviously quite good at it. He does really well, yes. He still gets anxious at times and likes to forget where he is and do the zoomies. <laughs> yeah. But this is for fun. This is not a professional competition. We go over and we just have fun. And so he can get out there and he gets through the tunnels and comes at them like a shot and <laughs> just gets ripping and tearing around. You can see the smile on his face, which yeah. to me shows me that I've made some change. You can see that glimmer in his eye and it's not that scared, glassed over look anymore. And as I say too, I there is n- no breed smiles the way a pit does. I mean, it's just... It's, it just gives me goosebumps thinking about right. him. I just love him so much. I want to squish him. And that's the fulfillment that you feel when you make these small steps. And I think back where he was two plus years ago when I got him to see the changes that he's made that gives me the patience that when we have a tough day or we have a situation that comes up that he's challenged with just to keep working through. So how is it today? Do you still have tough days? Do you still see him changing and evolving? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um we have a neighbor that put up one of those air blow-up Christmas decorations <laughs> yeah. that shudders in the wind. And the first time we walked past it, I got the four feet stop. <laughs> I'm not going past it. We've taken our time, some treats, mm-hmm. encouraging, always positive encouragement. And we're working on getting past that right now. So so, so Team Tobias is still uh, in full effect and still working it, on building itself. And it probably always will be. Yeah. It probably will always be. So what what words of encouragement would you offer to someone who might be listening to this podcast that is in a situation right now where they've got a dog and they just feel like they're at their wit's end? Well, you have to have patience and don't be afraid to reach out to folks. I'm sure folks at the Animal Rescue League can give suggestions um, where you can go check with your veterinarians use your resources that are out there just don't give up tell us because you're based in Lancaster County so Mm -hmm. we're hearing some names that um we don't hear because we're in Berks County so Mm -hmm. you said Oscars Pet Resort at Agility where are they located they're located on uh, Willow Road over by Greenfield area okay and did they I mean did they help you teach the dog how to do agility they're kind of there with you yes they are they they have a trainer I work with Chrissy 
and we go over for classes actually group classes which mm-hmm. again benefits toby because you have the socialization with the other dogs and the other people and you just go through skill practice you have things you can take home and practice at home too there you're building the team that's really cool and so your vet obviously has played a very supportive role in this too yes yeah, so i love that you're working on weaning him off the meds that you haven't just decided well he'll be on them for the rest of his life right we talked about it at the vet's office and to see him off completely off the meds which i did try last winter just totally still afraid of things shaking drooling like crazy we had the conversation is it better for his physical system to be so stressed like that right. or do we try to get him back on the meds and find the lowest level so we've worked our way down we're not off yet but we're very low you're getting there it sounds but like we can, he doesn't like to ride in the car mm-hmm. but we hop in the car and we go to the post office or we hop in the car and we go get um ice cream somewhere or we go visit the vet just to visit the vet see the ladies practice sitting on the scale so the vet does not become a terrifying situation right so always try to try to throw positive into what you're doing and those days when you do get that pity smile and you see that happiness it makes it all worth it it is if you can stick it out the the reward that you will feel we talk about this a lot when we talk about our fostering program watching these dogs come out of their shell mm-hmm. and evolve my dog still it's been three years mm-hmm. she's just started rolling over for belly rubs oh, three years yeah. later so um i there's just no better reward So, Jen, thank you so much for coming and sharing Tobias's story. You are totally an inspiration for people who are adopting shelter pets and getting them home and having some struggles. And so thank you for sticking with him. And thank you um, for being a great spokesperson for Pitbulls. We totally appreciate that. Um, I will do a blog post to coincide with this podcast. And I will ask Jen to email me a few pictures of Toby so that we can put them up with that blog post. So keep an eye out for that um, in the coming weeks. So Jen, thanks again for coming. Everybody else, thanks for listening. Be sure to visit our website at www.berksarl.org.